Welcome to the Ride With Us podcast, presented by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, the world's largest ride enthusiast organization dedicated to the appreciation, promotion, and preservation of roller coasters around the globe. So please keep your hands and feet inside the podcast at all times as we welcome your hosts, Jessica Gardner and John Davidson. Hello and welcome to the Ace Ride With Us podcast, where today we're going to do a European update, and I am lucky to have Assistant Regional Rep Christopher Carlson. Christopher, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much. First time in this pod. Uh, really fun, actually. I meant to reach out to you, and because of travel and stuff, uh, we're trying to get you for one of the first drops. But then we waited so long, you've got multiple first drops to talk about, new hotels, new things in the region. I mean, you just get your very own episode. How do you feel about that? Oh, we have been uh, very busy uh, over here. And uh, yeah, we, we have been trying to reach out to each other for a long time now. So yeah, I'm glad we fixed it. And uh, I mean, we're here. We, ha- we have a lot to talk about. So that's great. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. But first, uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Let's say that. Yep. Uh, what's your uh, your coaster origin story? Oh, uh, I've uh, been like, I've always liked amusement parks, of course, uh, since a kid. I was afraid of roller coasters from the beginning. But as soon as it started, yeah, you, you know that story. You heard it before. You just get going. And actually, it started around 2012. So it's not that long ago. Um they were they announced helix uh, uh the mac rides multi-launch roller coaster at Liseberg, my home park in gothenburg sweden and uh, from then on i got hooked uh and i'm i haven't let go i have many hobbies but this is this is my hobby that's just it well and just a little back room talk uh, before this we were both talking about how at our jobs when we travel with work we always try to sneak in parks and you said tonight what what was your plan for tonight you're gonna you're gonna drive where uh, so i'm gonna work in south of sweden so i'm probably gonna drive over the bridge because it's only a bridge over to copenhagen and i will probably visit tivoli gardens or back in the other amusement park in copenhagen i haven't decided yet but one of those oh i feel so sorry for you i i might just drive to the other another country and ride go to a different com- complete amusement park just for the evening so i could come back and work again yes i i think uh you you've kind of got your uh priorities straight i think uh, i think so i feel very very at ease uh, with my plans for for uh, for my life yes <laughs> uh, I love it. Us coaster nerds are, uh, we love to hear what other people are doing and what they're thinking about. And uh, so, would you consider that, or which one's your home park then? Uh, so, my home park is uh, Lisabay in Gothenburg, Sweden. Awesome. How long have you been with ACE? Because the ACE Europe region has gone over some changes in the last five years. Uh, yeah. So, I've been with ACE since, uh, I would say, early, was it January 21? So, a little bit more than two and a half years. Yeah, so you're kind of there with the with the merge. I I don't know what yeah. else to call it, but I think that the Ace Europe region has been, um, I would say, transformed. Would you consider it transformed? Uh, yeah, that would be the word. And yes, I've been there for like that time, so to speak. Okay, so for us U.S. based folks who are not familiar, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, a couple of years ago, you kind of heard the the um. I don't know if I'd call it a transition, but the plan to merge a lot of those smaller groups into a big group and get more active in the Europe. And I, th- I would say you guys have definitely succeeded in that. I would agree. It feels really good. We have had our first trips. Uh, we have opened some roller coasters together with parks. 
uh, we have very happy uh, guests on our trips. So yeah, I, I'm very pleased with where, what we are doing as a team right now. Awesome. Well, congratulations, because unlike us who have been are celebrating our 45th year at ACE, you guys have been, uh, I guess, I wouldn't say up and coming because that's probably not the right terms, but you guys have definitely been on a growth trajectory. So we got a lot to talk about. So let's start with uh, the Viking trip, because that's a pretty big trip that you guys just did. And uh, I know that's one of the reasons why we had trouble connecting. <laughs> yeah, uh, a big, very big trouble. Yeah, that was, um, we started that. Uh, it took us basically a year to plan it uh, because it was a lot of things going on. Uh, but we were around 65 to 68 guests uh, or members on this trip. We did, uh, I think it was nine or 10 parks. Uh, we did it over uh, a little bit more than a week. Uh, we visited uh, Denmark and Sweden. We only did uh, two parks in Sweden, but plenty more in Denmark. Uh, we uh, we rode some brand new roller coasters. We stayed at a brand new uh, amusement park hotel, and this trip went. Uh, I think it went really, really good. Uh, it was a great trip. I was only there for three days, but it was a blast. So much fun, friends, new friends, I should say. All right. So walk us through if somebody's an international person and they're coming in for a trip in a different country. Um, so are you, are you guys helping with transportation between the parks or just kind of carpooling together? Or how does that work for somebody who's coming to visit? That's a great question. Uh, I would ask that myself if I were going somewhere. Uh, actually, what we do is uh, and what we did for the Viking trip and basically our idea when we want to do like week trips like this, uh, we also have smaller like weekend trips. That's a different thing. But when we do week trips or two week trips, uh, we will actually meet you at the airport. Uh, we will take care of you. We will have a coach. We will drive to every park together. Uh, we will stay at the same hotel. We will take care of the accommodation. We will do everything. We will organize everything with the parks, uh, ERSs, uh, lunch, basically in in every park depending on how we do it in some parks we don't include lunch because maybe you want more time in the park uh but we will take care of you that you will get to the park and from the park and to the hotels through the whole week or weeks you're spoiling us well in the u.s we're used to a lot of times driving right i mean a lot of times we we road trip to a lot of the ace events um but uh it's always a little i don't i want to say just unknowns if you're if you're from maybe the U.S. going to a foreign country, and then and then what about uh, language barriers? Uh, not a problem whatsoever, especially when you go to the first of all, if you go to the Scandinavian countries, as it was in this Viking trip, uh, in Denmark, Sweden, Norway, and Finland, we speak English. Everyone, we're definitely spoiled being English as our primary language. Oh yeah, it's it's very simple. But you can go to Belgium, Holland, uh, Germany. It doesn't really matter. Basically, everyone, the, the English level is high. Um, and then just a little more, uh, I think you hit on the countries and stuff. So what were the parks of the of the Viking trip and which ones were you able to go to? And, and how was that breakdown? Uh, now I don't remember them on top of my head. That's fantastic. I planned it. Uh, I don't have all, all the parks now. <laughs> uh, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to talk about he's already planning the next trips and everything. So, okay. So, we'll, we'll, well, that's no, no worries. So, let's talk a little bit about your region since you have all of Europe. Um, yeah. your, your specialty, you said, was Sweden, but you also do countries around it. So, how does that kind of layout work? What, what's your, What are your 
kind of specialties versus uh, calling on your whole uh, Europe team? Um, so I would be like the Swedish assistant rep. Uh, so how I would basically have Sweden and the parks in Sweden. But um, first of all, we're, we're uh, even if Europe is big, we are we are uh, still a small team in uh, in Europe. Uh, which means that I have Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. So I have four countries. Um, I also have, since my hobby, this, of course, uh, I also have contacts in these parks since before. So it's nothing that I needed to get myself. I already had the contacts with the Scandinavian countries already, or the Nordic countries. Uh, so, so that that would be my uh, basically my speciality would be contacts and relations with the parks in the Nordic countries. That's uh, honestly that's one of the uh, I don't want to say the amazing parts of Ace, but uh, having a network of people who are connected to the local regions is is something that I think is I mean. Ace is one of those things where you just can't beat it because where else would I have an organization that's this big where I could reach out to the Europe region and they've completely planned an entire trip for me and I don't even have to think about transportation uh, between parks. Uh, That's pretty amazing. So uh, let's say if you don't mind switch gears just a tad. And let's talk about some of the new stuff that you've got a chance to do. So this would be incorporating our concept of the first drop, but specific to Europe. So let's start with, is it Storm of the Dragon Legend? Storm the Dragon Legend, yes. Now we Storm the Dragon be, uh, Legend, wrong yes. emphasis. <laughs> All right, so where is that located? Uh, it's right outside Oslo in Norway, uh, in an amusement called Tusenfrid. Uh, Tusenfrid actually started uh, already... Uh, last year in 2022 they started a big expansion or they opened the first part of their expansion uh they uh, opened a new small little coaster which i do not remember the name of right now it's amazing i was there yesterday uh, uh but for uh, 2023 they built a uh, brand new uh i would say europe's first uh, i'm sure of europe's first g- suspended gerstlauer triple launch roller coaster Nice. That's a pretty yeah. big. That's pretty pretty big expansion there. Yes, it is, and this is part of the area of the park called Dragonville. So it's uh, themed to dragons. Uh, they have a little sword in the stone that you can sometimes pull out. A little Disney trick there, I would say. Uh, this area is really good. They have a haunted house. They have restaurants, and then of course uh, the new roller coaster storm. Okay, so this is a entire themed er- new themed area to dragons. Yes. Uh, that, I, I think that's a cool idea because what we do usually do on the first drop is do kind of a deep dive into the new coaster. So let's, yep. let's, uh, is the queue also themed? Yes, it is. Uh, not heavily themed. It's an outdoor queue. Uh, there's outdoor no queue. roofs, nothing. Uh, but uh, it still has the, like the wooden style. It, the, the style of it is the same all the way. Uh, like the lighting, uh, there's flags with the like the dragon with logo, things like that. So all the way up to the station, you have the theme. Oh, so it's even lit at night, huh? Yes, it is. I, there's something about me and lighting on coasters at night. I just it just makes the experience that much. Well, I don't know, theme, but theme to be probably the right word for it. But I think I just think it's so cool to write them at night. I so do you expect said... that you come over here to our parks then, because most of the parks here in Scandinavia close kind of late. Yeah, 
close late. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of times in the U.S., uh, so especially where I'm from, which is central Illinois, a lot of the parks close before dark. So it's uh, it's a kind of a rare treat during, well, actually during this uh, Halloween seasons where they stay up later. Yeah. So, But uh, you mentioned triple launch. So why don't you dig yes. in a little bit more to that? Uh, this coaster is very, very special. Uh, it's, uh, when it does the forward launch, it's, it's kind of mild. It's nothing special, but when you go back backwards, they have done something very strange. Um, so the second launch would be very slow. Basically it would basically like just run backwards through the station. And by the end of like the launch it gives you a really as it's a kick you could say like ah. a horse kick backwards and that one is so powerful and they tune this to get you if you're in the back seat of this coaster you will actually have you will be upside down so you would basically get an extra inversion and you will have pretty much uh hang time uh before you go into the third and final launch which of course will be forward uh, which is not that powerful, but it's still still really, really good. Uh, amazed by them, to be honest. Yeah, and that's not a spoiler because, unfortunately, you could see it from the queue if it's an open queue, right? Yeah, so you can see everything. So there's no spoilers <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> there's a lot of times where I, I try not to look at POVs or anything before I ride a new coaster yeah. because I love surprises. So I, I always like to remind people, um, if you can see it, it's, it's not a spoiler then, but... But it sounds like uh, that's one we'd definitely be able to see. So then when you come back through, that's where you hit the third launch. So you got yeah. a front front gentle, back with a kick, and then a front launching over. That sounds that, yeah. that does sound unique. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, after that is basically uh, when the ride happens. The, the layout is very short. It looks like it has three dive loops, basically. Yeah. And that's it. And it has a little like upside down, uh, like airtime hill. That's what it has. Uh, but this roller coaster is nothing. I would say that I haven't ridden one new coaster since like 2010. That is this intense. Nice. This is a very intense roller coaster because all new coasters are, they are so smooth. Yeah. Like even if they are like extreme coasters, they are smooth. This one is intense, uh, and for me, it's. Uh, I think that this is. Well, a that's why they put the for... smaller coaster in right before it, so they uh, yeah. have a good mix in the in, in it... the uh, dragon area. Oh, oh yeah, because this this uh, this uh, this coaster is uh, it's really good, and I would say that there would be a lot of coaster enthusiasts going to this park only for this roller coaster. Oh, oh that good, huh? Yeah. And is it like the other Gerstlers that where they've got the seating is like four across, but it's a smaller car? Or what's the car layout no, it's, like? It's uh, two across. Two across. So how big is the car? I think it has 10 cars. No, eight. It has eight rows. Oh, so it's actually a different 16 model. Riders. I had a di- oh, yeah. different model no, no. in my head. This, okay. uh, this, is a, this is a prototype, and uh, they call it it's a Gerstlauer Infinity Coaster. Suspended okay. Infinity Coaster, sorry. Well, that's cool. I didn't. I didn't realize it was a prototype. Clearly, I need to brush up on my international. <laughs> I'm losing some. I'm losing some coaster cred here on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what are the restraints like if it's a if it's a prototype? 
they are basically like a new uh, Vekoma or Mac rides, like uh, over the head. You don't have any shoulder restraints, no vest, nothing. It's only over your legs. Okay, awesome. Yeah, cool. Those are those are those are my my favorite. Clearly. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So overall thoughts. You, this was pretty high praise for you to say in the last how many years did you say this is your best your best uh, surprise in the last ten years? <sighs> is that what you said? Uh, no, I'm not I trying to put words this, in your mouth. I'm trying to repeat uh, for closing thoughts what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I understand what you're doing. Uh, I would say this is the most intense one. Intense? Okay. Yeah, and then what about uh, re- what about rewritability then? Because uh, I, I personally, you know, there's different types, but intensity is good. And it's short, short intensity is short and sweet. Then a lot of times there's re- a lot of rewritability there. Uh, so I was actually, uh, I was thinking about this. Uh, I wrote it plenty of times uh, when I, I was there in the opening. And then I was there yesterday trying it again. Uh, and I was thinking about that. Like, what am I going to think today? Because now it has been a couple of months. And uh, I was really excited. I'm, I was as happy as when I wrote it the last time. But it not, it's not a coast that I would go and ride and then go back and ride it again in the same seat. Ah, when you little... visit the park. Do you uh do do you uh actually track all the different locations you've ridden the coaster in? Uh, in this one, yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So um, I know it's been a couple of months since you were there for the first rides. Uh, any other experience or anything you want to bring up about its opening since uh we missed you on the first drop? Uh. Not really. I think it was great. It was uh, the first time this park opened a new coaster uh, for plenty of years. I don't remember now. They said it on the opening. Uh, now it's a couple of months ago. But they, they said this was a, like we're talking plenty of years compared to the, the of course, the, the kiddie coaster for last year. But except from that, they haven't opened anything for like over 10 years. Yes. Well, I mean, that's a huge expansion if you're adding yeah. multiple coasters, a whole new themed area. Any, anything else in, in Viking uh, land that was uh, something that's, sorry, I, I made, not Viking land. <laughs> but, I like but, it. In Dragonville. Dragonville. A Viking, yeah. dragon. Uh, they fight each other a lot, <laughs> yeah. clearly. Uh, but uh, in, anything else that stood out in that new area? Uh, not really. It would be maybe the Sword in the Stone. I liked it. Uh, they had that the did sound like classical... A cool... Yeah, it, it's it's a fun thing, especially for kids. Uh, also, they have the standard souvenir shop when you and uh, exit the the coaster, of course. Oh well, uh, of course, every coaster, yeah, every oh, yeah. big we coaster, need, need, I should say, has yeah, we to need, exit we need to that. a gift shop. It's like a requirement, I think. So yeah, yeah, I do. So, I, no. I think that sounds like a great photo op, especially if you got kids. Yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, do you have so, a picture of yourself trying to pull it out? Got to know. Uh, I, I don't. Uh, they did it three o'clock yesterday, but there was too many kids, so I let them do yeah. it. Okay, you don't want to butt in front of all the ch- ch- children. I understand. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> uh, I love it. Okay, well that sounds that sounds pretty cool, but that's not the only new thing that you've had in your region. So uh, no. let's talk about your next big experience because it sound multi day, even had a hotel visit. Oh yeah. So switching uh, gears, tell tell me how this this went down because this is a little unusual for much more than a, a media event. Uh, yeah, this was uh, a very big event actually, and uh, we are now going to my home park. So we are at Lisebay in Gothenburg, Sweden. Uh, Lisebay opened in 1923, which means that they celebrate 100 years this year. 100 uh, years. That's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, and of course you have to do that with style. Uh, so Lisbeth opened, uh, or uh, they built a brand new hotel, uh, which is called the Lisbeth Grand Curiosa Hotel. Uh, 450 rooms, so it's quite big, and it's uh, connected to the park, which is very important. Uh, and this was made, of course, to celebrate uh, the 100 years, and together with that, a brand new roller coaster. All right. So it's so in, unlike the full expansion of the park, this is a coaster and an entire. I mean, that's that's a huge hotel. You said how many? Yeah. 500 plus 450 rooms. 450 2000. rooms. That's a huge. Huge hotel. Yes. Uh, it has uh, restaurants, uh, rooftop bar, and uh, it has the gym uh, conference area and all of those normal stuff. It's also, this uh, hotel is themed, very themed. It's a first it, ever for the park. Is the theme a secret or can you let the cat out of the bag? No, I can tell you. It's uh, after the East India Trading Company. So it's uh, like ocean theme and it has a story uh, about Mr. Dollar and his uh, wife. Nice. So give us a little more or, and if you could step back just a little bit and talk about yeah. like, how, where is the park in region to a big town? Is it, is it outside of the town? Cause a, a lot of us are not familiar with this park and do they need the hotel because it's kind of out in the country or, or what's the layout of the. This is a great question. Actually, if you land at the airport in Gothenburg, you have a bus that takes, takes you straight to central Gothenburg, it takes you like 30 minutes, something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that means you end up central Gothenburg. And if you walk five minutes in one direction, you will reach this park. Oh, so it's like downtown. Yeah, this is in the middle of Gothenburg. And it's also owned by Gothenburg City. Oh, I I clearly need to brush up on my, my international <laughs> coaster travel. This will be the uh, the podcast where I lose all international accreditations for coasters, <laughs> but I don't the, think the, so. So it, it's fun. It's not funny, but it's it's like a lot of a lot of folks um, in the U.S. based have a tendency to go to all the U.S. parks, and then and yeah. then international travel tends to be, you know, four or five years down the road when they're looking for, you know, some different things. And and like in international travel is well, frankly, <laughs> it's. I do a lot of international travel, but not for coaster trips. So this is this is perfect for me because this is exciting and, and the kind of trip that I want to take. So you take the train. Sorry, you said bus. You take the bus downtown. You walk a few yep. minutes and then just like the city just the, the city blocks just end. And there you are. And there's a huge amusement park. Uh, you will you will see this amusement park from uh, like streets, uh, highways, uh, hotels, everything that's, uh, that's around, you will see this amusement park because it's also uh, up, uh, part of the park is uh, up on a mountain. Oh, wow. So, yeah. so is the city always owned it or did they take it over or, or how did that, how did it come to be that it's ran by the local government? Yeah, actually the, the um, uh, Gothenburg city uh, bought the consortium that uh, opened the park uh, in 1923. They bought it in 1925. And since then, it has been owned by Gothenburg City. It's actually been there forever. Oh, yeah. All right. So paint the picture. We get in the bus. We get into the park. Um, where's the Where's the new coaster? And where's this huge hotel? Uh, yeah. So if you were to arrive by the bus, you would uh, arrive by the main entrance. And the main entrance would be uh, located... Uh, it would be like pointing towards central Gothenburg. 
this main entrance, uh, when you walk inside the park, uh, you will have a great view, but you won't have that many rides from there. You will see it will be a lot of green areas, some statues, some restaurants. You have to walk a little bit through the park uh, before you see the coasters uh, and the rides. On the right side of your view, you will have a mountain. Up on this mountain, you will find Helix, uh, the Makla rides uh, multi-launch coaster. Uh, you will find Lisebergbaran, an old classic Swatchkop from 1987. Uh, Ooh, some yeah. different rides... Oh, yeah. Uh, fantastic rides, uh, to be honest. Uh, you have some other flat rides. And also, up on the mountain, you have this brand new uh, roller coaster called Luna. Luna is a Vicoma family boomerang, which is not uh, very special. But the location of Luna is what makes it special. Because the views uh, from this ride are fantastic, since you will be on top of the mountain. Yeah. I, w- I would say so. So is is it go up the side of the mountain or it's just it's just the entire thing's located on the side of the mountain? This one is basically located on top of the mountain. So it will uh, it will like move away from some uh, some other rides and coasters up there. Uh, but it wasn't it won't follow the mountain side which the other coaster coaster does because they go up and down the mountain. This one is on top of the mountain. Okay, so let, so I, I call that a train coat. I don't know if that's the best thing, but so this one isn't a train coaster. The other two are, but this one is located smack dab on top of the mountain. That's why you're saying the views are so amazing. Oh, yeah, basically, yes. Oh, cool. All right, well, tell us more. Uh, yeah, so, so this uh, family boomerang, I mean, it's a family boomerang. It's not that long uh, as they always are. They're kind of short. Uh, it's uh, made for families, uh, of course, for a lot for kids. Uh, this is a big reason for this is uh, because uh, the park has a kiddie area called uh, Rabbitland. And uh, Rabbitland is uh, crowded with people. It has one very small roller coaster and a little bit bigger one. And they, it was needed for, for more uh, coaster for kids or rides for kids and kind of move them away from the rabbit land and uh, up on the mountain was the best way to put it uh, so they built Luna and Luna is uh, part of the brand new uh, reimagined area of the park called Luna Park so it's like a park inside the park yes so All it right. has a separate theming. They have this in some areas uh, of this park. They have another area called Myths and Legends. So they have themed areas inside the park. Nice. All right. So this is a step above a kiddie coaster and helping get the younger ones, you know, and their next challenge, if you want to call it that. It- yeah, exactly. And before the step was too big because they had like this small uh, little serial coaster. And from that, they either had the classic Swords Cup or uh, one of um, w- the world's four Intamin prefab wooden coasters called Balder. Oh, cool. Man, mm. this, this does sound like it's a good uh, good fit for the park. So um, yeah. walk us through a little more. You, you said it was a themed area. Is there anything particularly... Uh, about the theming for Luna? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Luna, uh, as we, as most of us know, is uh, about the moon. Uh, so this is about traveling to the moon. Uh, they uh, they advertised it, uh, advertised it like uh, Luna will take it to the moon and back or join us for a ride to the moon and back. Uh, and the Which is great for the, the boomerang station, theme. <laughs> exactly, which is really good. Uh, and that. Uh, what's... 
I'm back. Uh, what is really cool is uh, actually the station because the station of uh, this coaster really, uh, it's an observatory, you could say. Oh, cool. Uh, so it so has it's... its themed IMA score music and the theme is about an observat- observatory. Ah, so it's really got, cool. Got music and everything. And then is the queue yeah. as it builds up, as it start to... Basically, the queue of this ride is is outdoors. It's not inside whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, it the queue shares the music with the whole Luna Park area. Uh-huh. But it's a, but as you get closer to the station, it it will build up for like the the ride of the coaster. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So you mentioned before, and I'm going to circle back that this yeah. event wasn't just a media event where you got to ride this new coaster. They did it with the hotel. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, the whole event uh, in itself was a huge uh, thing by the park. So celebrate the opening of the hotel, the opening of the new coaster, and of course, one hundred years. Uh, so we were invited for a three-day event. Wow, three days! Yeah. Uh, so we were we arrived on a Monday. Uh, we checked in on the brand new hotel that wasn't open yet. This was some days before opening. Uh, we got to stay uh, in the hotel for two nights, and on the Tuesday, the second day, we got to open the brand new coaster, and then we basically had ERS on the park, which wow. means the full the park. entire park. The entire park was open. Wow! So you got extended ride time on everything. Yes. All right, man. <laughs> that's a hundred year celebration, if I've ever heard of one. Uh, yeah, they they did this with uh, with fire. We also had ERS on the coaster. Uh, one of the coaster, uh, two of the coasters, the night, the first night when we checked in at the hotel after dinner, and the second night we also had ERS on some coasters. So they went they went all in. Nice, nice. All right. So you mentioned that the hotel was uh, was themed and everything. You want to talk a little bit more about the hotel since I was part of the uh, event. Yeah, of course. Uh, so the hotel, uh, first of all, is uh, located on the north entrance uh, of the park, which was before uh, we called it the the sorry, not the north, the south entrance. Uh, we called it the small entrance before. Uh, we cannot say that anymore because that <laughs> it's no longer huge. the small entrance. Huh? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's completely redone. It's a brand new entrance. Uh, it has the Elizabeth quirkiness, I would say, because they do quirky details in what they're doing, which I love. Uh, they uh, have built this hotel right next to that. They have uh, restaurants with outdoor servings, which are looking over the entrance. They have guest service inside the, this hotel instead of inside the park now. So they uh, they really changed it up. They also got their brand new uh, and uh, sorry their own uh, tram stop, which is now now called Lisbeth South. So it's right outside the hotel. Nice, nice. And then yeah. is it since it's so close, do a lot of the rooms look out over the park? Yes, they have. Uh, basically, the hotel is like a star. If you look at it from top, uh, it has five wings. And they tried to put as many rooms as possible uh, overlooking uh, the park. Uh, we, most of us, in this um, in this event for these three days, we got rooms overlooking the park. Oh, cool! Uh, so, so we were very, very happy. We could uh, we have a uh, or the park have a B and M dive machine, uh, uh, which have a turnaround right outside the rooms uh, in some wings, which is yeah, fantastic when they test it in the morning. Yeah, you can imagine. <laughs> well, you got me pumped. 
All right. Yeah. So if somebody's excited about this, you've got quite a few European um, trips that are coming up. So do you want to kind of dive into that or is it too close or too far away? Uh, this would be, depends on how you see it. Like uh, if people want to make their trips longer when they come over here, it's very easy to fly from, for example, our trip back to the classics. Uh, our UK trip coming next summer, 2024, you could actually fly, fly from London to Gothenburg in one hour, 50 minutes. Oh, nice. And then you have nice. the bus to this fantastic hotel. <laughs> I, you definitely got me uh, sold. I'll have to definitely put that in my plans for next year. And then are and your parks um, uh, open year round or are they seasonal? Yeah. Uh, they are seasonal, uh, so summer season starts uh, end April in in this park, and particularly Zabai. Uh, end April, they uh, end summer season in the last weekend of September. Uh, they do uh, close for a week, then they open again for Halloween for a couple of weeks. Uh, mostly weekends, I should say, they only have one week fully open. Uh, then they close for another two weeks, and then they start Christmas. Uh, normally they close on 30 of December, uh, but I have now seen some some schedules stating that the park will actually be open to 8 of January this year. Then it's closed until the end of April again. All right. Okay, so if you are interested in some of these ACE events, I'm going to throw out some dates just because they fresh hot off the press. So these things could change, and um, there'll be more if you watch your... Ace newsletters, but uh, you just announced Journey to Central Europe in July of 2024. So if you are all excited about any of the things we've talked about today, you should pencil those dates in for next year. Uh, that, that is very right. And the one you're talking about now is the international trip. Uh, and we will have, and when I say we, I mean Ace Europe. Uh, we will do. We will organize the one I said, the Back to the Classics. Uh, it will be a UK trip, and it will be right before the trip you just mentioned. So All you right. could actually go for a very long time for a huge coastal trip if you okay. would like that. So that would be three weeks. Is that right? Yeah. Did I, I do the math like right in my head? Yeah. So you could spend three weeks just off these these two uh, events, and that's pretty amazing when you think about it. Yeah, and then uh, because because uh, you guys are so flexible, I assume that you could go to one half, a third, <laughs> any oh, yeah. any mix in there. Yeah, that that wouldn't be a problem as long as we know everything uh, beforehand, so we can prepare the parks, hotels, uh, coach, or whatever we need. That wouldn't be a problem. We did do we did do that during the Viking trip. Some people joined in. Copenhagen, some lo uh, left in Copenhagen, some joined in Billund, uh, in another place in Denmark. So that's not a problem. Well, Christopher, I appreciate you spending the time. I'm sorry it took me so long to get an a Ace Europe update. I, I feel like we've been neglecting you. So every time um, you uh, have something that's exciting going on, make sure you reach out to podcast at aceonline.org. So make sure you <laughs> remind us to connect because we, uh, we, will we do definitely that. need a little more international experiences on the podcast. Of course. And we're up for that too. That wraps up this episode. We would love it if you would subscribe and give us five stars. If you have any comments for us or ideas for future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at aceonline.org. 
And to connect with Ace in more ways, make sure you're following American Coaster Enthusiasts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Discord. Search for Ride with Ace on all the platforms. And check out ridewithace.com if you're not already a member. Thanks for listening, and I hope you get to ride a coaster today. Ride With Us is produced by the American Coaster Enthusiasts, a registered 501c3 organization. Visit aceonline.org for additional information, and we will see you at the parks.